Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Hi, you guys, and welcome to TrailerCast. I have been um, in the midst of a lot of my own work recently, and this is something that I get asked about a lot from other professionals in the field about which therapist do I see? Um, How do I continue to stay in motion with my own growth? How do I take care of myself? How do I balance um, taking care of other people while also taking care of the people I work with while also my family and me? (laughs) I think that there's a sense of, I know how effective that therapy has been for me. I can't imagine like not engaging in it. So I think it's less of a question of should I go, but who am I working with now? And that's kind of been the approach that I've had with therapy in these last few years, which is a really cool thing to think about is I announced this week on Radical Wellness Collaborative. And if you're not already checking out the group that I am leading, it is radicalwellness.co. If you want to check out the gifted wellness providers I'm working with and what they do. But on Instagram this week, I said, I realized it's been 24 years from the first time I went to therapy. That is a fuck ton of time. <laughs> 24 years. And it's funny because I think if I heard somebody say that, I'd be like, damn, that person is messed up or still sick. But it has not been consistent. And I also feel no need to actually like defend or explain my experience. I just know that there's another story in there that a person who's been going to therapy for 24 years also knows some stuff, knows herself, has tools, um, is in motion, is still in progress, is still alive. Is still alive. So yeah, I feel great about that today, knowing that I started my journey in therapy when I was 10 years old, and I'm so thankful for it. I genuinely... I know in my bones that therapy has changed the entire trajectory of my life. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, just, I'm sitting in a lot of gratitude right now. I just got back from a personal professional retreat. It was the on-site workshops, Leadership Academy. Um, it was reorienting. It was vulnerable. It was radical. It was, yeah, I, I'm still working through that. I'm going to process Raleigh here with you. Um, I was scared to go to this retreat, mainly because I haven't done an intensive in a long time and because I would be in a group of my peers. So I, I walked in with some professional pride, like feeling like, okay, like, Elise, you should know things and <laughs> felt immediately aware of my selective vulnerability the people I choose to be vulnerable with, and the topics I choose to be vulnerable about. And I knew that heading into OnSite's leadership program that I needed to decide at what point was I going to walk in as me 
or with some like some shields up or with some like was I gonna lay down my professional dignity you know was I really gonna do the damn thing and just be willing to totally be myself seen exposed and all that in front of my peers who I want to respect me want to trust me want to work with I want to work with people that I met and I feared, you know, as Brene, Brene Brown would say, like the story I told myself is that if they really knew all the things I'd been through, that I would be disqualified from this professional space because then they'd see that I am like more messed up than some of the people that they work with. And so I was like sitting in fear and shame. I was sitting in fear and shame and was a 10 year old little girl when I showed up to onsite. That's what it felt like. And there was a moment of invitation I noticed to either like step in and be willing to like lean into that place to like sit with that 10 year old girl and allow her to grow into this like adult self that is still a um as one of their leaders said a leader a learning leader like i'm a person in process that i could go heart first human first and so i did that <laughs> i like did more work this last weekend than i've done you guys in a very very long time I acknowledged things and stood in my truth and, and before a community that I never have. That, and I feel the I'm reaping the benefit of freedom and genuine community and for people to see me honestly and to still like be a person of integral love for me. So all that to say, my retreat was fucking amazing and I will be back. <laughs> um, here are some things that happened. We had the opportunity to work in small groups. We had the opportunity to do some experiential therapy and to choose to do some family of origin work. Um, and if you've been with me for a while, you know that I got plenty of it. And <laughs> so it was like, which one do I choose? And I chose a very significant um, moment of abandon. And it was radical to get to use some psychodrama and experiential therapy to actually get to replay or play out this different moment and to have uh, my healthy self, adult self, and then young self, and all the different players there. And if this already sounds like the weirdest thing ever, um, it was. <laughs> you guys, if therapy's not weird, my goodness, right? Like, where can we do weird things like this? We, Our group was laughing that if someone walked in the room and saw what we were doing, they would just be like, is this like, is this the loony bin? And there is a sense of entering into our own madness to be able to walk out the other side and to really get to demonstrate like the depth and vulnerability of all the things that we are experiencing and to really go back into it. Because I think sometimes we're so afraid to actually step back into what happened because we already did it and it didn't go well. And so then to collectively get to replay or do the drama again, but differently, that's where the repair happens. So for what it's worth, um, I was in the middle of doing the psychodrama and I was, I got in touch with a couple things that I thought were buried um, and came to the surface. And one of them was the repositioning of how I took such a staunch role in my family. No one asked me to do this. I just decided, you know, subconsciously this would be my role to protect my brother and sister. That was the space to protect them, to shield them, to to mother them, to hold them, to... I, I, want, I saw myself in that role. Now, whether I was that role all the time or not is for sure a totally different story. 
but how I viewed myself is that I, I allowed myself to vanish and to just be a protective force. And I feel like there was this part of me that, not part of me, an entire portion of me that got lost in other people's problems. And I don't know if, I don't know if you hear where this was going, but there was a sense where I realized that I still do this. I still like make myself intrinsically connected to other people's suffering. And what I think I saw at onsite is that needing to be able to enter into my work, but with a different sense of invitation, boundary, and ability to allow the people I work with to cross their own finish line. <laughs> it was pivotal. I'm still working through it and finding language and, and maybe trying to, to see how it, how my work changes as a result of being there. But long short of it was I realized that in some ways the people I love, I end up kind of wanting to put them into my brother's sister role or the people that I love, care for, and protect. And in that work, I realized that, one, my sister is a grown-ass woman. <laughs> and she doesn't need me to protect her. And if I could step out of that role of protector, then we could be many things. Friends, sisters, comrades. <laughs> There's a lot of things we could be. Mothers alongside each other. And so there was, like, that's what I mean by repositioning. That I could ask for the permission to step out of that role and come back into a new role, not even come back into, step into a new role for the first time. And so I felt that repositioning in a bunch of my relationships, but significantly that one. Um, and then the one that the people I work with as well, of being able to ironically lean back because I am such a heart forward therapist, I want to lean all the way in. But it's kind of like that moment in like, just go with me for a second. When like in the movies when there's like the, the kiss, right? It's like the 80-20 tension of like someone's leaning all the way in and the other person's like, why is it going to happen? Are they going to kiss? Oh my gosh. Okay. There is that tension of how far do we lean in? And I was leaning too far forward. I wanted every person I work with to know the depths of like, like that I will go to the dark places. I will do, I will lay on the floor. I will like, I, what is it? Like, I just, I will lose myself in your work. And I'm owning that that, what that was, was me vanishing. And that there's a different tension and different boundary to hold in me coming back into my space and allowing the person I work with to come forward more. So this is vulnerable to put out here, but I'm, I'm remarking on it and making sense of it as I talk about it, as we so often do, putting our thoughts into words, it's, it creates worlds, right? It takes, it gives us an opportunity then to live into that work and to announce it and to make sense of it and declare it and all that good stuff. So onsite was reorienting for me, personally, professionally, for my own work, for uh, reclaiming that young version of myself who um, can trust a healthy adult to lead them well, that I don't need to protect anymore, that I can step into new roles in all of these spaces. And that felt so damn good. There was a, a phrase, another phrase that came across this week, um, that good gets better. And I felt like that just strike me. It pierced me in the sense of, yeah, good does get better. Man, good, good work gets better. My own work as a, as a, as the 
client and then my work as a professional fucking good gets better if that I want that truth all day that there is an ongoing invitation for good to keep getting better and good to keep getting better and relationships to keep getting richer and community to keep getting stronger and with that whole even that community piece that's taking me another direction but there's this idea of um okay so I don't know if any of you are parents out there but I swear to God, I am raising myself in Eden. And I know that, that there is a difference. But literally, she says things that I'm like, I say to myself to this day. Number one, um, I can do that myself. <laughs> when Eden says, I do it myself, I'm like, girl, I recognize that mantra. Like, I, I have lived my whole life under that mantra. I will do it myself. My mom tells a story about me when I was 10 months old. And she was sitting in front of me with a spoon feeding me. And she kept trying to obviously deliver me food. And I kept turning my head and turning my head and turning my head. And then she just put the spoon down. And then I picked it up and started feeding myself. And if you know me, you're, you're laughing. Because that is, that is like, that's part of my nature. I'm like, no, I want to do it on my own. I want to figure it out by myself. And then fast forward, I have this daughter who is like, just like this force, you know, my daughter is a force. And when I watch her want to do things on her own, there is part of me that honors that because I'm like, I get it. I get that you want to make your own way in this world. I get that you want to have the pure satisfaction that comes from doing it yourself. I honor that. And do you want to do it by yourself? Just because you can, do you want to? Do you want to do it on your own? Do you have to do it on your own? Do you have to do everything on your own? In your heart of hearts, do you always want to do all those things by yourself? And that was the rest of, I think, my work at OnSite was realizing that I do things in seclusion or isolation. I want to heal by myself for fear of not knowing how to do that well with other people. And so then we'll go and like do my own self work or whatnot and do it by myself, by myself, by myself. And then I have Eden, my darling daughter, to remind me of just because I can doesn't mean I have to do it all alone. And the invitation towards community requires even more boldness, bravery, vulnerability, surrender, laying it down, because there is so much more power in being witnessed by a community of people that are for you, that are healthy and available to do the work alongside you. The small group of people that I met and was able to do my work with at Onsite this week changed my life. I mean it. Changed my life. Jill, the therapist and leader of my group, was pivotal in holding the room for us and allowing each one of us to complete work. And I mean complete some work that we desperately needed to do to Leith and Josh and Rudy and Sam and Kimberly and Dean, that group of people affected me, changed my life where my community and witnesses to things that when I was injured or hurt in isolation were healed in community with eyes of people that were like, I see you, I see this. And people that can hold good, bad, ugly, beautiful, strong, powerful, wild, and free. That is community. I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, and that word feels cheap when trying to explain it. But I'm, 
yeah, I'm basking in it this week, being witnessed. I think there's power when we do our work in community. Right off, um, I flew into LAX Thursday night, and Friday I had uh, five women from all over the country that joined me and Dana Point for weekends, which is a therapeutic intensive retreat. And it was unbelievable to get to go from my own work to inviting other people into their work. And, we, and weekends was different, I think, this weekend. Practicing restraint and invitation, allowing people to find their own power in their work, allowing people to step forward into their own truth and st- a story, uh, reclaiming very core truths about they, who they are, flipping the script, the inner narrative, the big work, the things that we believe about ourselves in secret, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? The terrible things we believe about ourselves in secret. And when we get to bring that to the surface and allow that to be transformed by the power of community, just by showing up and allowing other people to see us, and then having like the role of guide or leader, a host, someone to help hold that and teach us how to do things differently, that was fire. Intensives like that are truly transforming because you don't have to keep on opening, closing, opening, closing, but you get to really stay open and allow the work to go to such a deeper place. It was beautiful. And to the women who came for weekends this week, I'm in awe. I feel a sense of camaraderie, respect, appreciation, um, humility at watching like the power of what happens when people who are committed to themselves and each other and to growth and to healing, what happens when we all get together in a house for a weekend and watch just beauty unravel. <laughs> yeah, I walk, what I walked away with from, my, from weekends was uh, this has to keep happening. I, I had a, a moment two episodes ago where I thought maybe weekends is over and I felt depressed. I did. I felt like my heavy in my spirit and in my heart. And I know after this last weekend and after my experience on onsite, this type of work has to keep going. And so I feel committed to that, to making sure that there is room for people to heal in community and for people to get away and take care of themselves and retreat and do the big heavy lifting and find like those giant, like deep wells of growth and truth and safety and inspiration and true community. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in motion again, which feels great. Um, right away. And I, I'll just let you know what's going on right away. Um, the radical wellness collaborative, the group that I'm a part of, we started small groups online so that way we can connect people to their work wherever they are. So our goal is to connect like-minded people that are looking for community surrounding specific topics in order to host intentional conversations for healing, growth, and transformation online. So you don't have to just be in California. You can be wherever. We've picked topics that we felt were central to what we get asked about the most. Uh, Women's issues, postpartum, boundaries, embodiment, core beliefs, core work in our body, spiritual direction, where we meet ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. And so if you are interested in being a part of a small group, if you want community around the work that you're doing, 
This would be something outside of traditional therapy. This is um, intentional small group people that you'd get to do your work alongside, journey alongside. You can check that out. Again, it's www.radicalwellness.co. And I hesitated in talking about it, but I'm like, what that? What am I doing? Like, if I, why would I not share about something that I think, like, I know is ch- changing me and could continue to be something that, like, is good for other people? So I'm sharing about that work here because I want you to know that that's available. And it almost feels like a no-brainer now that I'm saying it. Like, of course I'm going to tell you. Because if we were sitting here together in the trailer, I'd be like, I need to tell you all the things because all the things are so good and exciting. And I need to take all these groups. (laughs) So why wouldn't I tell you here as well? So I am. Um, And the other thing is weekends is hitting the road, baby. That I'm taking weekends mobile. I decided that if we can't um, do it right here in Dana Point, what if we just took weekends to like the top listening cities for trailer cast? So here's what I'm asking. I need to know where you're at. If weekends is coming to you, where are you and where can I meet you? So I'm expanding weekends and we're going to take it some places. Um, I, I know right off the bat, we're going to be doing something in North Carolina. We're going to be doing something in Colorado. So I would love to know if you are interested in having weekends and you think that people in your town or surrounding areas would be interested in joining me for a weekend intensive retreat where we get to take care of all of your things and do your big work, then I want to know. So either tag me in a photo and and (laughs) tell me where you're at. Email me and say, bring weekends to me because I want to know. I really want to go and bring weekends out into, into the spaces where we're at. And then the final thing, and I know that I am totally speaking before it's ready, but this has been, I want to take weekends international. <laughs> so all the, <laughs> all, all you strengths finders people out there that are listening to this, like what in the actual hell, um, ideation, right? Here's the deal. When people have come to weekends in the past, they're like, I don't know why I don't travel more often by myself, or I've never gotten on a plane by myself. And the amount of women that are looking to do something wild And I think that that is like what sparks this idea on me is like these wild women retreats. So taking weekends curriculum, experiential therapy, and going somewhere wild where you get to stop life, go somewhere international with a group of women committed to doing big work, doing some adventure therapy, doing some experiential therapy, but really getting out you know, I think in my own process, and, and I share it about, about it here, but listen, there are times where we are in between two places, where we have come from and where we are going. And right in the middle of that, that is our wilderness, right? And so I think like I want to take women further into their wilderness, into their wild place, host some work there so that we can get to the place where we want to be going. So be on the lookout for Wild Women Retreats 2020. You can check more, check out, if you're interested right away and you're like, I need to go somewhere, I need to get out of town and out of the United States and I want to go somewhere, please email me, hello at elisesnipes.com. I'm going to be collecting applications for that um, as we build that trip and it's going to be wild, I promise, that part. Um, 
when I signed off two weeks ago about doing, about committing to dreaming big about weekends, that's what it was, was letting it get bigger, not smaller, letting it go further instead of um, hosting it only in the safety of this nest. So um, weekends is going to happen across the United States. And then I'm going to do one radical, like wild women retreat. So yeah, I feel... Like, I just jumped off, like, the diving board, like, into some interesting looking glass Narnia place of what else is next and who wants to go. So, I guess letting it get bigger with other people. And that was what I noticed about community was that I am not alone in this. (laughs) And there are people who, who want to do this and do this together there's power when we're doing something together. So that's where I'm at for this week. Excited about the the opportunity, the wild invitation to something bigger and more. To really do life on our terms, unlimited by hurt. Not in spite of hurt, not like not disregarding hurt, but taking it all taking it into our wild and then going forward. So yes, connect with me if any of these things are getting you fired up while you're listening to this podcast. The last thought I want to leave you with is this. Um, Jill, my lovely leader from Onsite, um, she said something in passing that changed the absolute, that changed the course of my life. And she said something, and literally this is my favorite part. She just dropped this truth like it was, like she was commenting about the weather. And she said, adults can't be abandoned. Adults cannot be abandoned. And as she said that, I stopped and I felt like the world stopped turning. And she like just kept going like, yeah, like, cause you could just go rent a car and, and keep driving. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. Like, like what I felt like was in this, in the movie, Alice in Wonderland, when she's eating those like, um, bite me little, um, foods <laughs> and one makes her grow really really big and the other one makes her shrink really really small I felt like when Jill said adults cannot be abandoned that I bit the thing that allowed that 10 year old girl in me to grow all the way up into an adult it was as if all these young hurt versions of myself like the me that showed up at onsite a 10 year old girl afraid of being seen and witnessed grew up into an adult that was like confident of being seen heard, that I could trust my voice, that I could know who I am in the space, personally, professionally, and otherwise, I felt myself grow up into myself. How's that for psychological work, right? So I don't know who else needs that this week, but I wonder at what point are we a collection of these like split off children, like walking around needing someone to say, hey, adults cannot be abandoned. And that we can like grow up into healthy adult selves with tools that learn how to do things differently. <laughs> yeah. So I've been walking with that this week. I hope you do too. If you were here together with me today in the trailer, we would just be in some things. <laughs> um, I'd be curious to know like what is connecting to you. Like what when you hear something and you're like, oh man, that was for me. Oh, I'm curious about that. I want to know more about that. I have questions about that. I, I, I want to go further with that. Then yeah, 
listen to what your body is saying to you and what else it has to offer you as far as intrigue or question or invitation for more work. We are all in motion in this place. And so I would want to affirm your curiosity. I would want to like empower your questions and to say, yes, keep going. Yes, that's yes, yes, we're going the right direction. Let's find out and let's do that together. So whether it's weekends in your town, whether it's going international and getting wild, whether it's belonging to a community group within radical wellness, whatever it is that you need this week, what are you waiting for? Good gets better and good gets better together. So have the raddest week ever, you guys. It's great already. I can't wait to hear more about how it is for you. Okay, peace. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in beginning your own work in therapy or coaching, you can go to www.elisesnipes.com. Follow me on Instagram at Elise Snipes Collective, where I will be sharing more with you throughout the week. You can get in touch with me to suggest a topic for the show or to ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered. Or just say hi by emailing me at elise at elisesnipes.com. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.